So we're going to continue in our series, uh, Lord Teach Us to Pray. Uh, this is based off the College of Prayer uh, curriculum, the first year curriculum. College of Prayer actually has a three-year curriculum uh, that churches can go through, and we're just taking this first chunk leading up to Pentecost Sunday, uh, because I believe that there's something in this uh, rhythm of learning how to pray, particularly as the disciples asked the Lord to teach us how to pray, right? Uh, because they saw that Jesus had this relationship with the Father that was just so different than anything they'd ever seen before. There was a level of intimacy there that they had not experienced in their, their daily uh, religious ritual. And Jesus, you're just, you, you connect with God, and you talk about God in a way that is so utterly different than any, anything we've ever seen before. Would you teach us how to do this? And so we, we spent time walking through the Lord's Prayer and seven key components of that last week. And if you missed it last week, um, you can hop online and you can listen to the podcast. And then got together Wednesday night and spent some more time intentionally uh, praying through each of those components. And that's really what the prayer labs are about on Wednesday night. And, and even this week as we, we start talking about a little bit deeper what, what it means to receive the Father's love. Uh, that we would spend some time uh, on, on a Wednesday night and carve out that hour and a half where we uh, practice different ways, different postures, uh, ways of thinking, different ways to align ourselves with the Father's love. And so again, invite you to come out Wednesday for that. Now, these last few weeks have been quite emotional for me, really emotional for me. Um, because my oldest daughter is getting ready to graduate from high school um, now. And maybe you've seen Anna grow up, so it may be a little emotional for you. Um, but uh, particularly these, these last few weeks as events have started ramping up and, and as we start looking forward to things like prom and, and graduation night and graduation parties and... Um, and beginning to recap a bit of, of not just what this last season has been like for her and how to help her close it out and navigate it well, um, but what this means uh, for her life in the new season that's coming up. And all the while, no matter how much she talks or how much we, we engage this, um, I keep getting brought back to this one single moment in my life, which was on October the 2nd. Uh, 2001, uh, when uh, I held in my arms for the first time this little baby girl. She was all like pink and squirmy, and had these like puckery lips, um, barely open her eyes. And I looked down at that baby, and I thought, I'm going to have to love her in a way that I don't know how to love. Um, see my own experience, and, and, you know, I'll always share my story, but, you know, my own experience, my own walk, um, you know, I grew up without a father around for the first portion of my life. Um, and so all along the way in those milestones, as your child is developing and growing and, and, and learning these things, uh, you come into it feeling like you have a bit of a deficit, going like, I don't know how to play with a three-year-old. Um, because I don't remember being played with as a three-year-old. I don't, I don't know how to not be annoyed by a six-year-old, because <laughs> I, 
I really wasn't able to annoy, I was probably a very annoying six-year-old actually, but, um, but how to navigate and how to turn that to still reflect the Father's love well. That, and I didn't grow up in a home of faith. And so this idea that God loved me, that the Father loved me, um, was, was a very foreign concept to me uh, for a very long time. And I remember looking now at this, this little girl being, being uh, a man at the time of 25 years old. Um, I had been walking in faith uh, for about eight years at this point. I had known some things about the Father's love, um, but realized in that moment I, I actually knew very little. And so from that moment to this, my life's pursuit, not just for her, but for my other children, has been to love them like the Father loves them. Now, I will tell you right off the bat, I have failed miserably at this over the years. I love imperfectly. Anybody else with me? All right. I love imperfectly. I do. And as much as I've wanted to give them every ounce of love and everything that I've, I, I possibly could over the years, you know, I've, I, I, I mentioned it last week. I've, I've, when my kids ask me for things, I want to give it to them, right? It is my heart's desire to give them everything they want. Um, I, I don't always give them everything that they want because some things just aren't good for them. But I, I knew no matter what the years brought, no matter what position we were in and our ability to give them any, uh, exactly what they wanted or even needed in that moment, that the thing that they would never lack would be love. That, that even on the days where, where I did not love as well as I could have, that I was quick to ask for forgiveness that I was quick to reset that love relationship. To remind her every day, I am in your corner, I have your back, and I am going to fight for you like nobody else will fight for you. And my hope since that moment in carrying forward was as she opened her eyes and she learned to look up at me as her dad, that she would see... Uh, the, the loving eyes of not just her father, but the father looking back at her. Phil Bianci wrote this uh, a number of years ago. He says, sociologists have this, have this theory of what they call the looking glass self, that you become what the most important person in your life, whether it's a, a wife or a father, a boss or whoever it is, you become the most important person in your life thinks you are. How would it change my life if I truly believe the Bible's astounding words about God's love for me? If I looked in the mirror and I saw what God sees. That, that when I look in that mirror and I know that when he looks at me, He sees a child who he loves and approves and accepts. And it's not just because of anything I do. It is not based on how I perform for him. It is based just simply on the fact that he loves me. And even more than that, that when he looks at me, he looks at me and he sees Jesus.
and all of the love that he has for him is now mine in Christ. So when we encounter his love, uh, we want to do it daily. I try to make sure as much as I can to tell my kids every day that I love them. I try even more every day to show my kids that I love them. And if we're encountering his love daily, we both walk in the confidence of knowing his love and we learn to hear his voice. And there are going to be so many moments in life where we need to hear his voice above all the others. And so as we jump into this teaching this morning, I want to pray for us. And then we're going to get right into this because we're going to talk about, for a little while here, just the ways that we can receive the love of the Father. And so before we do that, let's pray. So as we've been praying every week, um, where we're going to ask for, uh, Lord, your protection, your direction, and your revelation. So we ask, uh, as we jump into this teaching, as we're looking at Scripture, as we're inviting you, Holy Spirit, to come and to, to search our hearts and to speak truth to us, uh, we ask that you would protect our minds from distraction. Uh, Lord, you would protect um, our ears and, uh, from uh, the voice of the enemy that, that might uh, speak a word that is different uh, than uh, the word and the voice of truth of the Lord Jesus. And so this morning we bind every scheme of the enemy to distract what it is that the Lord has to say to us. We ask that you would lead us into uh, all truth this morning. Uh, Holy Spirit, that you, your voice would speak loudly and would resonate uh, in us as we contemplate and we, we wrestle with what it is that we, we hear today, that uh, the path that you would have us go on from this point on, uh, the direction of our lives would be clear. Uh, where we have real clarity about where we go from here. And Lord, we ask that you would just reveal your love to us in a greater measure this morning. Reveal your heart for us, that we would walk out with a fresh revelation of the Father's love today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So there are five ways that we're going to uh, learn to live in love uh, this morning. And uh, you can follow along with this and hopefully take this and apply it uh, to your life and to your prayer life as we're, we're seeking to become a praying church. First one is to receive his love every morning. Scriptures in Lamentation says that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. That means no matter what happened yesterday, today is a new day. And that they are new every morning means that from the moment that I open my eyes in the morning, God wants to be the, the first voice to affirm my worth. The first voice to affirm my value to him. The first voice to speak love over me. Because he knows that throughout the course of a day, 
your worth, your value, and the love that he has for you are all going to come into question just simply by the things that happen over the course of the day. And it's always crazy little things. We're cruising along, and then we go out, and we check the mail. And then unexpected bill comes, and it shakes us a little bit, right? Where things are going really, really well, and we have an unfortunate interaction with a person at our place of work, be it a coworker or a customer, and it shakes us a little bit. And you were saying that the first step to live in love is to make the first act of our day the receiving of his love. See, because love apart from what the Father values and love apart from how he sees you uh, love apart from, from us seeing ourselves uh, in the mirror and, look, and seeing what he sees. Uh, love apart from that is all about what we can produce. Our lives, if we're not very careful, can just become about the dance of producing for others to show us love. My boss will show me love because I made a good amount of sales this week. I hit my quota. Now I get love. Um, I, I will get love from my family because I cooked them a very awesome meal this week. And they're talking about how amazing I am. And I'm like, oh, give me the love. But this can turn on us really quick because what happens when that next time you make the casserole, it's not quite as good. And they go, um... In our house, code is like, do you have any pepper? Like, is there any salt and pepper? Like, people start diving for the spices, right? They're trying to figure out how to help you fix this. It's not as good. And part of you goes, ah, I, I, I think I failed. And they're not loving me. And I took all the time to make that for them and put all that effort into that. And they're being ungrateful to me. Anybody ever do that? I, I could be the only one, um, but I doubt it highly. And, and our love becomes all about what, what is produced. You, you look at it in the world around us. Um, an actor in, in one phase of life could be in all of these amazing movies and get all of this critical acclaim. Um, you know, and, and Sally Field famously years ago got up and she got her, her award, and she stood there, and she said, you love me, you really love me, right? But what happens when your next movie is a dud, and instead of getting an Oscar, you're getting a Razzie, right? It happens, and we end up devastated. See, the Father's love values you because simply not for any way that you perform for him, but just because you exist and you belong to him. That's his criteria. His criteria is just you are you and I love you. And that includes our best days 
and our worst days. And so when we wake up in the morning, we spend time and we receive his love. We just say, Father, I, I receive your love for me this morning fresh. It doesn't have to be in the morning. It could be all day. Anytime you need it, his love is available to you. Lord, I receive your love. Next way we receive his love is to receive his love at the beginning of every personal and every corporate prayer time. Uh, we learned this last week as we were praying through the Lord's Prayer, that that prayer, our Father, leading with that prayer of relationship, of setting our lives in alignment with the relationship that we have for Him, before we're asking Him for anything, or we're getting into forgiveness, or even before worship, we're first coming in and just saying, Lord, you love me, I love you, and, and we set ourselves relationally aligned. And it's so important because if I feel um, when I'm driving, right, if I feel my car uh, start to kind of veer a little bit to the left, you had this happen? You're driving down the throughway and, and all of a sudden you're, you're going, you should be going straight and you realize you're not maybe going as straight as you ought to and you're fighting the car a little bit just to keep it going in the direction it was intended to go. And the longer you let this problem happen, the more you've got to fight to keep it aligned and keep it going in the direction that it was intended to go. And if I uh, wait too long and I keep letting my car run out of alignment, uh, it's going to start to affect all of the other systems of my vehicle, and it starts to suddenly uh, become like not just a danger to myself in the vehicle that I'm traveling in, but to others as well. See, just, just one vehicle on the road, dangerously out of alignment, can affect every other car around them, right? Cause all kinds of mishap and chaos and unfortunate results. And so it is with our own lives. If, if I am noticing that I'm uh, not in alignment with the love of the Father um, and I start to, to just feel myself having to fight to, to get back into alignment a little bit and, and uh, don't bring myself into alignment where I'm just starting going, Lord, uh, you are Father. You, I belong to you. I am your child. I am accepted in your presence. I, the longer I let that kind of veer off course, the more I've got to fight to get, get back in the direction I was intended to go, the, the more damage I can do, not just to myself, but to the people around me. This is vital for us as we become a praying community and we learn to receive the Father's love, that we learn to walk this way, to, to receive his love. Not just in the morning, but the beginning of every personal, every corporate prayer time. We're not just jumping to the stuff we want him to do for us. 
We're aligning ourselves in relationship. Third way that we live in love is to declare, to declare and to receive his love, particularly during hardship and spiritual attack. Romans 8, 39 says, Neither life or death, angels or demons, present or future, power, height, nor depth can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. See, this declaration reminds us and reminds me that my circumstance is not tied to or reflective of his love. That what is going on in my life does not reflect the amount of love that the Father has for me. It does not mean that I've done something wrong and now I am going to get less of him as a result. Because God loves perfectly. Graham Cook likes to say he lives by the law of love. That love is so central to his character that he cannot act in any other way but to act in love. So what is happening in my life is not an indication of whether or not I am loved by God, nor does his love for me know any degrees. He does not love you anymore because you showed up at 10 o'clock, 10.30, maybe 11 on a Sunday, I don't know. Um, or you come to a prayer lab, or you go to a river group, or you remembered or forgot to pray in the morning. just loves you. And in the moments of hardship, in the moments of spiritual attack, we, we don't run away from him And away from his love, we run to him. To him. Fourth way we live in love is to declare and receive his love when we face life's battles. The writer of Chronicles says, Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Again, if my view of God's love for me is performance-based, then when I go into battle against an an adversary that seems really big, I often will feel very alone. Because I've not aligned myself with love. I've not said, I am under the covering of the Father who will fight for me. Remember that that thing I said over Anna when she was really little, like, I will fight for you like no one else will fight for you. Because we operate in the love of the Father, because you have his love, he fights for you in ways that you will never see. There's so much battle going on around you that you never see. Because he loves you. When we face life's battles, we face them in the love of the Lord. And finally, the fifth way that we, we walk in this, we learn to live in this love, is we declare his love following life's victories. Because victory belongs to the Lord. It says in Proverbs. Now, this isn't like, again, that award show 
Or you see someone, they get up and they get their award and they say, what's the first thing every, a lot of people will say? All credit to God, Jesus, right? I, I just want to thank God for this Dundee. Um, No, this, this is taking the moment after those great victories not to stand up on the pedestal and proclaim your fame. It is the time where we get away in the very quiet place before him. And we just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this victory. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you love me when I win and you love me when I lose. You don't love me any different either way. And so we learn to, to walk in his love as we do this, receiving it every morning and, and receiving his love at the beginning of every time where we pray both personally and corporately and we're receiving his love and declaring it uh, during times of hardship and spiritual attack and we're declaring and receiving his love when we face life's battles, and we're declaring his love following the victories of life. For every moment, in every situation, it is his love that is central to our lives. We, we can't walk this life apart from the love of the Lord and walk it headed in the direction that we were designed to go. You were designed to be a vessel of his love. One that he will continue to fill and to pour into day after day, moment after moment. There's nothing better um, to boost your prayer life than to actually have an experience uh, with the love of the Lord. Um, I've, I've had a few significant ones in my life, and I, I know some of you have stories of times where you've encountered the love of the Lord in a, in a really powerful way. And, and uh, always, it seems to be in, in intense times of prayer. Uh, for me, it's, it's mostly been intense corporate times of prayer, um, where all of a sudden I'm just overcome with with this feeling of, of the Lord's uh, love for me. Um, sometimes it is felt like fire as his love just burns away everything else that is not true, right? Sometimes it is felt like, like sitting under this waterfall of delight and joy as you just sense his Father's heart for you. And you go, oh, okay, I get it. This love is so different. It's so full. It's perfect. And as he pours it out, and, and as we, we continue to learn to be in prayer in church, my prayer is that there's not a person that comes through, through the doors of the river that does not have 
a moment in their lives where they have encountered the love of the Lord that way. Fully. You've had a moment, an experience where you can go, that was a moment I, I experienced the love of the Lord. And we also have to acknowledge that we all, to some degree, have uh, what, what Fred Hartley uh, would, would say are broken love receptors. That uh, in the course of our lives, often through the actions of others, uh, we've, we've had some damage done to our love receptors and it's harder for us to receive love um, from the Father. And one of the ways that, that we often will, will talk about this is rather than walking in the fullness of the blessing of a father, we feel like we've walked through our lives fatherless. Um, and what that does is it opens us up to what we call an orphan spirit. We live our lives as if we were uh, orphaned and living in, as spiritual orphans. And see, when we walk with the Father's blessing, we experience this tremendous amount of freedom. Uh, if you've seen a child who, who knows that they are safe with their parents, their, their, their boundary is extended, right? Like, they feel, they know that their parents' eyes are on them. When I take my kids to the park, I sit down at a picnic table, and I just go, have at it. And they do. And they're running around, and every once in a while, they come back and they check on me. But they know that in this, in this place, they're safe. And they have a great amount of freedom. But you've also seen it when we operate in fear. When a child does not feel safe, they will not go far. In fact, they won't engage at all. And see, we, we either live in freedom or fear. We live in this acceptance and under the Father's blessing, or we live under the rejection of the orphan spirit. We can live in the abundance of the blessing of the Father or in, in poverty in this orphan spirit. We either live in healing or live in our hurts and woundings. We either live with great amount of respect and receive that or in abuse. We live honoring or dishonoring. We live blessing or we live cursing. We live assured of our salvation or we live insecure or have a great fear of death. A number of years ago, it's one of my favorite river stories, uh, a friend of ours who's now living overseas was here and she'd been suffering from fibromyalgia for a number of years and um, uh, just great pain every single day, and, and she came forward for prayer, and uh, we spent some time, we are praying over her, and <laughs> this is one of the great values of coming up and getting prayer, by the way, is having people that are, are listening with you and, and, and listening for the, the Father's uh, voice to speak to you at the right moment. And, and so she came forward, and we're talking to her, asking her a little bit about what's going on, 
I kind of walk away. Uh, my wife comes and finds me, and she says, hey, you need to go, and you need to bless her like a father. You're a dad. You have the voice of a father. She's never received a father blessing in her life. So she, she has been living without this voice, telling her that she has worth and value as a woman. So I went, and I, I just listened, and I prayed a blessing over her. I prayed this father blessing over her. Um, and her fibromyalgia the next morning she woke up was gone. And never came back. There, there's a tremendous amount of weight we live under when we live believing that we have been orphaned by God, that he is far away from us, that he has left us, or in our moments when we are at our very worst, he goes, I've had enough of you, and he has walked away. He never does that. He is, he is the father who is always seeking to bless us, to give us freedom, to accept us, to give us abundance, to heal us, to, to, to show us how to live respectfully and honoring others, and to always be saying, you are mine and no one can take you from me. You have nothing to worry about. I've conquered death. You're going to be okay. So this is for you, and as we, we, we uh, kind of land today, we're going to spend some time corporately. We're going to go after this orphan spirit this morning, and we're going to do this uh, in, in a responsive prayer time. But this is for you this morning. Um, if you find that your predominant feeling as you're walking this life of faith uh, lines up more with the right side of that list than the left side. If you've aligned with anything on the right side of that list, those are lies from the enemy, particularly in orphan spirit, and we're going to cut those off this morning because they're untrue. And we prayed, Spirit, lead us into all truth this morning, and so we're going to declare truth um, to these lies. If you feel as though God has been unkind to you or that you deserve better, this, this is for you this morning. If you feel as though you have to work for everything you get, including your answers to prayer, this is for you. And if you are uncertain about your belonging to God or to your place in his kingdom, then I invite you to, to pray this prayer with me this morning. So I'm going to ask that we do it this way. We're going to stand together. Um, we've got to change our, our posture a little bit um, as, as we go after this. And, uh, and so I just, I, I'm going to pray, and then uh, we're going to walk through these three steps together. Um, but I just say, in Jesus' name, we, we put an orphan spirit uh, to alert uh, this morning and, and uh, call you out. And we say that uh, in Jesus' name, you have been speaking lies too long to the body of Christ. We forbid you to speak. 
bind you. We send you to the feet of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come, you would fill us, you would strengthen us as we pray and declare um, this, this new way of, of, of living in the Father's blessing as we reject uh, the orphan's spirit. So first we're going to submit ourselves to God, and there's, there's a prayer that we're going to read together up there. And Would you just read with me? It's like, Father God, I submit myself, spirit, soul, and body, holy to you. I declare the supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ over my life and over all things. Now we'll, we'll spend a little time. We're going to renounce the enemy. Repeat after me. Satan, I bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You spirit of orphan, I break you off me right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And loose myself from your influence now and forever. You be gone from me. You go to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nah, never to return to me again. I am free from you. Now and forever. Now we receive from Christ the spirit of adoption. Loving Father. Just sit there for a minute. Loving Father. Receive his love. Let his love pour out over you. Loving Father, right now I receive your Holy Spirit of adoption. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I claim my inheritance as a child of God. I receive not only the fullness of your salvation, I also receive the assurance of my salvation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a child of God. I am loved. I am blessed. I am forgiven. I am adopted with all rights and privileges. Hallelujah. Come on, let's shout that one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. This is one we may need to come back to again and again. Again, this, this is on the podcast. If you want these slides, we will gladly make them available to you. This may be one to just pray over again and again. Just, just get in the rhythm of going... Lord, I'm starting my day. I'm receiving your love. As I walk through my day, I'm receiving your love. As I uh, pray with, on my own time and with my brothers and sisters, it would be a prayer where we primarily are receiving your love. Lord, in times of hardship, in times of spiritual attack, I receive your love. 
in the tough times of life, in the battle of life, I receive your love. Lord, in the victories, I receive your love. In any moment where I'm feeling like I am an orphan, I will submit myself again to you, God. I will renounce the enemy, and I will receive from you fresh the spirit of adoption. I will not live as an orphan. You're not orphans. God has, has not created you and heard your prayer and walked away. He is a good, loving Father whose eyes are on you, his ear is attentive to you. And his presence is with you always to the end of the age. And John writes, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may know you belong to him, that you may know he will never loosen his grip on you, nor do you uh, have anything to worry about. You are his. You're his, yeah. Yeah. Just, just in this quiet moment, can we just declare out, uh, now that we've received the love of the Father, can you just declare love to him? Just say, God, Father, I love you. I love you. Just right where you're at, just declare, just declare your love. I love you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me on my best days and my worst days. Thank you, your love for me never changes. Thank you for your great patience with me when I veer to the right or to the left, that you always pull me back into alignment. You call me back. You've made the way known. <laughs> 